Right. We've got one verse of scripture this morning. Is it behind me? Johnny just nodded at me, so I assumed it was behind me. It's from Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. We've got it in a couple of other translations. Which one do have we got next, Johnny? What did he say? The message. For in Christ, neither our most conscientious religion nor disregard of religion, ouch, amounts to anything. What matters is something far more in interior. Faith expressed in love. Let's leave that one up for a moment. This is one of the series on faith and what do we mean by faith. Faith expressed in love, but it's this first part I want to start with. In Christ, neither our most conscientious religion, our circumcision, nor our disregard of religion, our uncircumcision, means anything, amounts to anything. The first point we need to see is this is, this is the perspective in Christ. This is for those of us who are in Christ. If we're in Christ, the religious way of doing things doesn't matter. And the non-religious way of doing things doesn't matter. The church building doesn't matter. That church building doesn't matter, he says through slightly clenched body. It doesn't matter. Whether we sing hymns on an organ, with an organ, or Johnny's here, prophetically leading his worship. Sorry, mate. But it doesn't matter. What matters is if these things help us to engage with Christ. And of course, I'm going to say in a moment that worship is absolutely essential to what we do. But what I want you to hear is worship is essential, not the way we worship. For us here, for most of us here, if we were worshipping with the organ week on week on week on week, it'd switch us off, because that's not who we are. We're okay with it from time to time, but there are guys for whom this is okay from time to time, but it switches us off if it's week after week after week. We express our spirituality. What is wrong is when we go, this is the only way to worship. And the rest of you are wrong. And sadly, that's what happens. Oh, I'm not going to the beacon, you don't worship properly. Well, I'm not going to the church, they don't have freedom in worship. Amounts to nothing. I remember back in the day, for those of us that are old enough, we used mission praise or we used sing songs of fellowship. Oh, I don't, me, worship leader, I don't use songs of fellowship. They change all the words to the hymns. It's rubbish. At least mission praise keep the old words to the hymns and keep it nothing. It means nothing. 
Having a quiet time every day means nothing. You know what I mean by that, those of you, again, old enough to encounter with that. Religiously sitting down with my every other day with Jesus, or weekly bread, or whatever it is you've been using. So, um, David, thank you. So you got the joke. Thank you. Because it's every day with Jesus, not every other day, and it's supposed to be daily bread, not weekly bread. But I appreciate that. But sitting down and feeling guilty because you haven't done your quiet time today amounts to nothing. Now, engaging with God and reading your scriptures and praying several times a day is important. But that religious activity that it became for so many within the Bible-believing church, is, you've got to do it this way. Oh, no, don't use that. Or oh, don't, use, don't use that Bible. Use this Bible. Don't use that way of doing it. Use this. Ah, come on. Get over it. Each generation has its thing to get past. Neither our most conscientious religion nor our disregard of religion amounts to anything. Within the evangelical church, it doesn't matter how conservative we are, it doesn't matter how charismatic we are, it amounts to nothing. Within the Anglican church, it doesn't matter how liturgical we are, how free we are, it amounts to nothing. What matters is the very first three words. For in Christ. In Christ, these things shouldn't matter. Chris and I do Book of Common Prayer at 8 o'clock every week. One of us. Bless him, he did it for me this morning. I have a real problem doing it. Not because it's the Book of Common Prayer. Because it's at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, I just, I'm quite glad it's the Book of Common Prayer at 8 o'clock in the morning. I just turn up, open the book and start to read. I don't have to, I don't have to be creative. But it's beautiful. This is the raving charismatic telling you the Book of Common Prayer is beautiful. It is. But it's not the only way. Those of you who are sitting there going, yeah, of course it's beautiful. About time you told them. Well, get over yourselves, guys. Sorry. Because it's not the only way. It's part of the diet. Uh, exactly. Thank you. I love Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. But for everybody else's sake, I don't eat them every day. <laughs> Think about that one. But they're good for me. A friend of mine said a long, long time ago, about the Bible, actually, he said, the problem with the Bible is it's full of Mars bars and Brussels sprouts. If you just eat the Mars bar bits, you'll enjoy it, but you'll be sick. If you just eat the Brussels sprout bits, they're good for you, and you've got to, you've got to, you've got to eat them. You've got to take it all. You've got to have that diet across. If you all now turn up at 8 o'clock next week, then we... We'll have, to get, we'll have to get more little cups out, won't we, Chris, for doing communion? Uh, yeah, even, even the maths teacher can't get past ten. You, know. you have to use, take your shoes and socks off and use your toes. You'll be fine. In Christ is what matters. Do you belong to Jesus? Now, you can push this logic too far, because in Christ, if none of this matters, then well, I'm not going to bother to come to church, I'm not going to bother to read my Bible, I'm not going to... 
that's not right either. Because this is how we express our faith. And reading your Bible is how you feed your faith. And praying is how you... Yeah? But none of it mounts to anything. Can I have the amplified version up? For if we are in Christ... I love the man. The amplified version. Why, why, use, why not use ten words when two would do? You know... They really go, but they're trying to explain. It's not a proper translation. It's, a, it's an explanation, really. For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. But only faith activated and expressed and working through love. Only faith activated and expressed and working through love. We know, I hope we know by now, that faith is about truth. It's the same root word in the Greek. It's about truth. Our faith is, our, is what we express, is what we understand, is what we... So initially, our faith is upward. Our faith is in God. And that faith needs to be expressed in love. How do we express our faith in God in love through <clears throat> Sorry. Get out loud, Debbie. Worship. Worship. There you go. <laughs> through worship. Our faith, the truth of who we are in Christ, the truth of what Jesus has done for us on the cross, the truth of the Father's love for us, the truth of the presence of the Holy Spirit, the truth of how long you got? Those truths go on. Those promises go on. Oh, I've, I've availed myself of all the promises of God. No, you haven't. You haven't read your Bible properly because there's a whole load more you've missed. Because we never exhaust the fullness of the promises of God. There's always more. Do you, are you living an abundant life? Well, it's better than it used to be. Yeah, but is it abundant? What does that mean? Oh. There hangs a discussion. But do you, do, you, do you hear what I'm saying? So firstly, our faith is expressed in love vertically. It's to do with our relationship with the Father. Through the Son, by the Holy Spirit. By the Son, through the Holy Spirit. Once you start apportioning roles to a member of the Trinity, it all gets a bit fluid. Because they all... Is it the Holy Spirit or Jesus or the, or, or the Father that loves me? Yes. There you go. Absolutely. So who is sovereign out of the three of them? It's always the case. So our first faith expressed through love is vertical. In a way, that's the faith activated by love. And it's not our love that activates faith. Whose love is it? The Father's love or Jesus' love. <laughs> there you go. Perfect example. For God so... Love the world that he gave his only son that whoever might believe in him might have eternal life and not perish. This is what love is. That while we were still cut off from God, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is what love is. That the one who was without sin was made sin so that we might live. Get your head around that this morning. 
I'm getting my head around that 35 years in being a Christian. And I do get my head around it now and again, and then I realize there's more and more. He that became sin, he that was without sin, became sin. Didn't just carry my sin, he became, whoa. That's faith activated by love with the Father. It's expressed faith. We need to speak it out it's, and do it out. And it's both. Faith needs to be expressed verbally and actively. It needs to be done. And I'm fed up with people who say, well, it's all right only praying for the Ukraine. Why aren't you doing something about it? Well, the praying thing is really important. But I'm also fed up with the people that go, well, all we need to do is pray because we should be doing something. I'm a greedy. I want it all because I think God wants to give us all. Faith activated by the Father's love, expressed in worship, expressed in what we proclaim, expressed in the way that we speak, expressed in the way that we live, in all that we do, and then working through love. There's the doing thing. Here's the easy bit. Here's the, sorry, here's the bit that's easy to miss. You get the faith that way. Yep. Everybody looking. Yeah, you get the faith that way. And then we go straight to the faith that way. Up and out. No. Up, in, and out. If we don't express faith in our own hearts, in our own lives, if we don't accept what Jesus has, says for us personally, if our, we, we look at our original design or the birthright card, the, to use our language, Explain that to our visitors another time if you want. And if we don't take what God has said about us seriously, what we end up doing isn't the expression of the love that God has for us, isn't the expression of the faith that we have, it's the expression of our fear, our insignificance, our need to do stuff to get identity. So it's no longer expression of love, and it's expression of I got to do something to earn God's love. I've got to do something to feel good about myself. I've got to do something. That's the problem with a lot of charity, is people are involved in it. This is harsh, I know, but they're involved in it not just for the other person, but for themselves. Now, if you're running the charity, you'll take those donations anyway, because they're donations and great of time and money. But for us as Christians, are we? why are we doing what we're doing? We need to do, it needs to be expressed and worked. The faith should be worked at through love, should be actions of love. Don't know how many of you, uh, I hope you've all picked it up on the notices but that were sent out. Remember we sang happy birthday to Ian last week? Ian passed away on Monday? Well, actually on his 80th birthday. He'd got the card, he hadn't got the video, but the family have seen the video and they, they really appreciate it. Um, he had the op operation on his neck and, and didn't come through that. Um, but I heard 
this week of acts of faith expressed through love of people supporting Ian over the last few months, which are wonderful. They're beautiful. People through the home group. You know, I sit and listen to people talk about home groups and you think they're a waste of time and they don't work. Because most people who come at me moan about it or resign from them or are doing this and want to move to that. or the, But actually, they're beautiful. They are absolutely beautiful. With all the crud and rubbish around them. In fact, probably because of. You know why home groups are hard work, don't you? Because we're in them. <laughs> Somebody said a long time ago, you know, if you find the perfect church, don't join it. You'll only spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> Doubly so if you're the leader, you know. <sighs> but just to hear those stories of people supporting, taking food around, doing stuff, walking with Ian in his eccentricity, is that the word I'm allowed to use? My image of Ian is from two years ago from our last church weekend away, dancing in worship, surrounded by people in the bar, and him lifting his pint and going, this is my family, cheers. And now he's, I've, I've, when I've been praying for the family this week, it's like, Ian's still dancing, and he's gonna find the bar. <laughs> and he's gonna raise, raise a glass to his family, who he's now with, permanently. He's not lonely anymore. He's not in pain anymore. He's not confused anymore. And if you're not sure, this is the guy that came and sat here and brought his own chair two weeks ago, three weeks ago. That's faith expressed through love. I want to encourage you this morning. We're going to spend a little bit of time in worship. I want to encourage you to do the inward thing with the love here. See that God loves you. And receive that love. Ask the Lord to fill you. Well done, Johnny. He took the hint. Ask the Lord to fill you with faith again. You don't need saving faith. You've got that. If you haven't, have a chat with me afterwards. We'll talk about what that means. But fill you with faith again. Faith to believe. Faith to love. Faith. And then to fill you with love. But start by filling you with love. It's so easy to get stuck in your head. I've been talking to a couple of people about this this week. God loves me. Isn't it great? I've got to go and love other people. God loves you. Isn't it great? Let me. You need to do an Esther. You need to sit in the presence. You need to prepare yourself. You need to do what Jesus did and take himself away so that he could pray and be with his father. So that he could then. So this is a moment, just let the love of God fill your heart. And don't go straight to the, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have done this. Don't go straight to that, just go, thank you, Lord, you love me. Just sit in his presence. The, if you want to worship, worship. If you just want to listen, and let it wash over you. And let the Holy Spirit come and just wash through you. And show you how much you're loved. Just have a quick look in front, behind, and to the sides. Cool? 
the two of you on the back row, don't look back behind you. There's nobody behind you, yeah? You see these guys around you? You, unless you're sitting next to your spouse, <laughs> you have no idea how much these people love you. Even if you're sitting next to your spouse. That's not, that's not fair, Debbie. That's not... <laughs> Difficult to hear for some of you because you wish you were sitting next to your spouse. I know that. But you don't know how much you're loved by the people around you. Most of you assumed that people don't like you or you, you haven't been here for a long time or you this and that. And that. We're family. So know you're loved. And you have... Just a small grasp of how much the Lord loves you. Ask him for a bigger vision, a bigger experience. So that as we leave, we can take our faith and express it through love into a fearful, hurting, confused and broken world.